All right, man. Looks like we're live. We're a little early, though. A little early today. Yeah, it's at 2 o'clock, so you know what? I'm going to give everybody just a minute to uh, log in and everything and get ready. Uh, we're at 2 o'clock. I mean, I'm really trying to keep this tight to uh, on time, but like uh, open and honest, my kid's got a doctor appointment. We're going to have to get his tonsils out on Friday. Oh, yeah. yeah, so like, uh, you know, when it comes to my kid and my wife, dude, uh, they come first. Sorry. <laughs> so we're going to go a little early today at 2 o'clock, and uh, you know what? We've got uh, something new we're going to do today. I mean, it's not really new. I no, guess. we've done it before. Well, we uh, did it a lot for Black Friday, but. All right, you know, so we used to start these things off sometimes with like a five-minute roll in a little sign, tick oh, down yeah. or whatever, but like who wants to do that? So like <laughs> as we get everybody kind of rolling in here, you know, I think maybe the best thing to do is just uh, give away some fun orders, you yeah. know, get back to our roots here. <laughs> yeah. Free stuff. Free stuff. So just uh, we'll open up the first five minutes and just can we give back some orders and stuff uh, for everybody? And you know, I'm going to start with the uh, first one. So those of you who don't know, I mean, I'm not going to harp on this like we did during the sale, but if you're a preferred reefer, there's a link in the footer on our website. Yeah. Throw some stuff in your cart, buy something in the last 30 days and uh, you might give it get it give it I will give it away yeah so we're gonna start off with uh, who do we got here Sean here from uh, Golden Colorado oh yeah yeah I've so uh, you get some gold pods liquid plankton concentrate you got some uh, liquid another one and double junction ORP probe a refractometer some silicone white silicone uh, Neptune systems conductivity calibration and a Metric to standard PVC adapter for 172 bucks. So, uh, right on, Sean. Man, this is uh, going back to your account and reward points, but you didn't expect it. Uh, yeah. It's going to be a surprise email, so that'll be fun. All right. Hey, guys. Uh, so, I found one today that was a shopping cart. So, there's still people, there's still preferred reefers out there with stuff in your shopping cart, which is a good idea because if you're like David here, David is from, he's, he's pretty close, Big Bend, Wisconsin. So, fairly close to us. Uh, he got himself some Y-check valves, uh, a Y-check valve, he got a three-quarter inch bulkhead, a three-quarter inch Schedule 80 Union, and a three-quarter inch pipe adapter, spigot by barb. All that came to $72.45 uh, in his shopping cart. Well, now he can go buy that stuff because I'm going to put that in as soon as we're done here today. So, I mean, that worked out pretty is this, well. Is this something like, we're going to do every every I, time I, now? I don't know. You know, so I don't want to watch a ticker go down for five minutes. So, I mean, we it worked out pretty well. Look, at, we were into this thing for like four oh, yeah. minutes. Gave away some stuff. And we're ready to roll. It's 100 people, 132 people watching. Awesome. So, right on. And we're so, a little early today, too. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So, I, I think maybe we will. Uh, maybe start it off for a quick five minutes, give away some stuff, and then I move like on. Like uh, a couple other things, a uh, little housekeeping here we're going to do before oh, we yeah. get to answering questions uh, on today's uh, top or last Friday topic which was that four month cycle so get your questions coming in yeah. already because the main topic today is definitely about that four month cycle I mean it could be any kind of cycle really but that was about the video was about we just want to give some real you know honest uh, up to date answers yeah. on all that kind of stuff yeah. a little more direct and uh, real than the, for the produce format but uh, before we get to that, one other little housekeeping thing, man, we're going to make some changes uh, over on uh, hashtag TV. So some of you guys are, you know, part of our group over there on uh, on Facebook. Mm -hmm. I can't believe how many uh, comments and stuff are coming in. Like uh, we looked the other day, and there's oh, yeah. somewhere between 60 and 120 posts yeah. that come in every day. Every day. There's like 2,000 comments that are coming down. And, you know, it's been a really cool experience uh, for us to just kind of see how the community, uh, you know, interacts with uh, all of us, you know, seeing uh, people get answers directly from Randy and I. Those of you who don't know, you have uh, Adam over there now. Adam uh, works under Randy. 
and getting all those questions answered that way. So, you know, that's super cool. One of the things, though, man, is got to kind of, like, tighten it up a little bit. You yeah. know, you know, for me, uh, I just don't want this to be the Wild West. Yeah. Uh, you know, like, uh, just total no-holds-barred, anything-goes kind of place. Yeah, I mean, we have we have some we have some goals when we first started hashtag AskBRSTV Facebook group. And, it's I mean, it's right there in the title is hashtag is AskBRSTV. So, I mean, the main purpose of the group was uh, is to... Give you guys the opportunity to get uh, you know BRS uh, Ryan's take, my take directly from uh, directly from us. Also, you know the 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 knowledge base here at BRS uh, and get your questions answered in a different type of format. So, you know, with that in mind, like we want to answer as many questions as possible, which is it's a full time job for Adam right now. So, uh, kudos to Adam for keeping up with them. But uh, on top of that, I mean, as we grow bigger too, we want to you know we want uh, the community at large to engage with each other on these and and basically just you know kind of throw out some of the you know maybe politics talk, maybe talk that's not really a question related but just answer questions and get you on your way to producing a successful reef tank as quickly as we can so so here's the big change man uh, the big change really is uh, we're gonna review the posts now before they go out because like I just like first uh, I just want my number one man for me this has to be a respectful place and yeah. I just don't care like uh, this could be the thousandth time that this question has been asked but this person needs help with it yeah. and I don't care if it was a terrible terrible mistake that they made or you know they're just you know making really dumb choices man this person needs help to be successful with their reef tank and to me uh, like I need to treat that with respect and I expect everybody else to do that as well yeah uh, super super critical to me I mean I saw one the other day opening us it said help my corals are dying uh, but I refuse to do water changes or use any additives mm -hmm. okay I mean like that was like a time bomb waiting to go off uh, you know I mean it's hard to be respectful to that kind of thing because it's pretty obvious that's gonna go nowhere but they need uh, help yeah um, but this person needs help but they're successful and it isn't badgering them uh, yeah. that's gonna do it it's gonna be you know like Candidate hey man I made yeah, you listen to the wrong guy somewhere along the way, man. Let's, let's let's help this person be successful with their tank. So super super important to me. And so we're gonna you know review those posts and uh, get them up there as fast as possible. That also gives a chance you know for Adam or one of us to really kind of you know hopefully answer it first you know and get uh, our viewpoint you know injected because this is <laughs> Ask BRS TV yeah. right? Yeah, true. Uh, you know, and then let the conversation kind of go where it may. Yeah. You know? Sometimes so. sometimes I notice uh, you know posts get lost in a long in a great conversation thread going on but um, we do get on there we answer some and then you scroll through and you're like well where did our answer go so I'm I'm, I'm, I'm happy that we're going to get like a first stab at getting in there and well I gotta question, tell you the number one place you're going to see my post is like 70 down because <laughs> uh, like where I get to do this is uh, at night man like well my wife's yelling at me I, I get to do it because I'm the couch <laughs> that's like my only time really that I'm able to do it but I love it it's like uh, you can't stop me uh, and I'm even willing to get in trouble with my wife. So, you know, I, I just love doing it at that time. But by then, most of these things have been answered to some degree. So it's going to be kind of cool to, you know, get a, a little bit of a different take. And that was actually one of the complaints that we responded to is like, hey, I don't want to go into the same old debate that we have uh, everywhere else. Uh, like, I, I want to have something different. I and mean, for me, you know, the big thing here 
is I'm not looking for, you know, or I think a lot of people aren't looking to like rehash another debate endlessly. It's, no, man, I got this problem. How do I solve it? Yeah. And we're not in the you know, unicorn hunt for, you know, the best possible method. I'm looking for a method that will solve my problem or help me achieve the results I'm looking for. Yeah. You know, and so really that is the goal here. So uh, I think that sums it up, man. But there's about 4,000 people there already. I can't believe how fast it's growing. Ah, super, it's awesome. super fun for us. And uh, my goal is just make it a better, better, better resource continually. I mean, we're hiring people here. There's three people here already that are answering this stuff. Uh, looking at the way that it's going, uh, I can imagine that it will just blow up. So uh, I'm excited about that. All right. Uh, I think that's about the end of it. Uh, maybe I'll see if there's a question up here. But outside of that, we're moving on to cycling tanks. Uh, you know, we've got so, 40 minutes here to answer any cycle tank question you might have. So let's do it. It was a, it was a well uh, waited for episode for the four-month cycle when we first started talking about it. So it finally came out on Friday, which is what we're talking about today, uh, that WWC does four months. But there's some pretty good reasons to it. And I imagine you guys got a ton of questions. Let's bring them in. What do you guys got on this? Uh... Okay, here's one. When adding oh. Kato for the first few fish, when do you know it's time, man? So, you know what? I, I've been kind of messing around with this one a little bit. Uh, like, when do you start your refugium on a new tank? And, you know, a couple of tanks, I started it like day one. Uh, and, you know, that was really successful. Uh, you know, the thing, though, that when I did that, I, I just didn't correlate with is I started that thing with really well-cycled uh, uh, rock, and then I put in some, you know, bacteria stuff, and immediately the Kato just took off, no problem, because we put a whole bunch of fish in at the same time. Mm -hmm. uh, and then other experiences, I tried to, like, you know, start the Kato in the thought process that I should have all my filtration running at once and let the tank cycle around that. Also maybe prevent some nutrient issues and stuff by having the thing going first. And what I found is, you know, 50-50, whether or not the Kato takes off in that environment. You know, like, uh, you don't, really don't know if it's going to work or not. And so I think better yet is to start that Kato, you know, later on. And, like, you know, after I add my first few fish, let the tank stabilize around those fish. There'll be some nutrients and dissolved organics and stuff in the water. And, you know, it's more likely for that plant to, you know, take hold, stabilize, and really start to grow. So... You know, for me, you know, this is a conversation that evolves, and I might actually tell you something different a year from now. But, you know, as uh, I learn and I learn from the people around me that I trust and I'm seeing have success uh, in, in my own experience as well, I'm going to do it shortly after adding some fish and knowing that there's some nutrients in the tank to help the algae actually grow. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Uh, matching it, I always say... We'll, Based off of kind of what we saw from the ULM and, and what I've seen on forums and stuff like that is, you, you know, you start a brand new tank and then you throw a macroalgae in there. But if you're not really putting, you know, nutrition into the, into the tank, then what is there really to pull out as far as nitrates and phosphates? So, you know, it comes down to, for me, matching the amount of nutrition that I put in and balancing that with the amount of nitrates and phosphates or whatever that is, whether it's Kato or some other method, that I'm pulling out and reaching that balance of input versus export and not having issues either way. There was a good one down here. Oh, is there? Do you think size of tank has any impact on the time it takes to cycle? Mm -hmm. uh, I think the more surface area you need for the call for the beneficial bacteria to colonize, uh, the longer it's going to take. Personally, I mean, the difference between a twenty-gallon tank and like three pieces of rock in the surface area versus the hundred and eighty-gallon tank out there. But granted, we're also like putting bacterial sources in there too, which can kickstart the whole thing. But 
You know, I guess I haven't really thought about that yeah. in that, that manner. Uh, if we're talking cycle and we're only talking about the bacteria for ammonia, I mean, it might take a little longer. You know, the, the thing about it will be, you know, if I put two clownfish in a 10-gallon tank, you know, the ammonia is going to rise much more rapidly than mm. in a 120, yeah. exactly 12 times as long. <laughs> yeah. uh, and so maybe it doesn't hit a point at which the bacteria, you know, can find it and remove it mm. as rapidly. Mm. It's all theoretical. Yeah. Uh, open honest, I don't know if it matters that much because it's also getting diluted so much, you know, 12 times slower, so it's 12 times less likely to become an issue to begin with. Yeah. You know, and if you're adding those uh, bacteria products that, you know, help cycle to take uh, more rapidly, uh, probably not going to show up uh, as a real issue. Well, but I think that brings back to the point of, you know, last Friday's episode being a four-month cycle. We're not really following, you know, with this four-month cycle, we're not necessarily following the, the standard, you know, ammonia spike, ammonia fall, nitrite, you know, rise and fall, nitrates, and then, okay, I'm ready for fish. No, we're specifically looking for things like coralline algae growth, putting in test corals, you know, putting the lights on, getting through the brown ugly stage. I mean, there's, there's these, you know, phases of the tank that come uh, after the cycle that a lot of people, you know, might jump in with fish first off, might jump in with a few corals, and it doesn't have to be four months, but when we're talking about simple and stable, like SPS, long-term, uh, the way that WWC has it laid out, the way Josh has it laid out, just makes sense as far as, like, sea coralline algae grow, probably also going to be able to grow encrusting corals, so... Yeah, absolutely. I think that four-month cycle to me, man, is, is really good. One of the things that actually I just finished writing a post over on, on Reef to Reef, somebody, you know, uh, kind of tongue-in-cheek said, well, of course they told you to buy a bunch of uh, four-month cycle and buy a bunch of bacteria stuff. And, you know, I just shared on there that, you know, we're just looking for the experiences that we've seen the most success using. And everybody here has always used uh, the uh, Dr. Tim's or Biospira in mm -hmm. the past. And, you know, it's just been part of our success. And over at WWC, they've always used the Microbacter 7. Yeah. So, like, I'm just sharing, you know, here we got thousands and thousands of people we talk to that we collectively have, I can't even imagine how many years of reefing under our belts. And so we're just sharing that kind of information. And for us, you know, the longer the cycle, definitely the better. I can't tell you for sure all the bacteria products and stuff that are in there are doing exactly what they say. Uh, but at some point, man, you just gotta gotta trust the people out there, the vendors that you're working with, uh, you know, to help us succeed with our tanks. So I thought it was a fun thing. DJ's Reef has a good one up there. What do you okay. think the purpose of turning the lights on later during the cycle? Okay, so this one for me was, you know, primarily because photosynthetic pests hmm. so much ra outpace all the other pests in the tank, you know, or even beneficial things rather. And so. A lot of times what I'm looking for is just kind of a biofilm or even coralline algae to grow on the rocks because it's just a lot harder for the uh, algae and stuff to settle out and grow in the tank. So good catch on this one. Yeah. You know, and with the uh, like with lights on, man, things like uh, uh, um, like uh, cyano or mm. even like you know green algaes grow much much faster and take over the tank. And so I just want to make sure that all the processes are happening in the tank. And it's just been my experience. If you turn the lights on right away, it's going to have algae problems yeah. or sano. Actually, one of the things man, I'll, I'll share with that <laughs> is that I got excited about sharing in the, in the last or in Friday's video is the ugly stage. Yeah. You know, 
I think the community really likes to try to pretend that that doesn't exist. No, it's uh, every tank I've ever set up was through a brown, ugly stage for sure. Yeah, I think it's just like, and you know, as a you know, uh, somebody who shoots video and wants to share the community, it's like who wants to share their dirty laundry or uh, <laughs> you know how ugly their baby is. Actually, this time. I am hoping that like at least one of these two tanks looks terrible. Yeah, uh, you know, it gets a lot of brown algae. Maybe even has like cyano in it. Maybe uh, uh, has uh, some issues or another, mm -hmm. so that we can help you solve them. Watch what we do to solve it because it's just really pretty common that a brand new tank runs into some type of pest issue, and pretending that doesn't exist. Hey, man, makes like people feel like they're bad reefers. Yeah. Like, oh man, I, I did something terrible with my tank, and no. like, I, how dare like I, you know, and then uh, you know, honestly, sometimes in the community too, people like start tank shaming you. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Uh, and like, uh, and you know, I just think it's uh, you know, something that a lot of people have, you know, worldwide. It was just bravo to them. You just like acknowledge it straight up. Well, here we turn the lights on. Here's where the ugly stage starts. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, let's just put it out in the universe and say it's true, because yeah. it is. Uh, yeah, so bravo. Cool. All right, find another one. Uh, let's see. Oh, after cycling the rock in a brute trash can and placing them in the tank, do you need a new cycle for the tank to stabilize, or is it ready to go? I mean, the way, the way I conceptualize cycle is basically, you know, the bacteria colonizing the surface of the rock. Uh, in which case, if you're already, it's like Ryan mentioned in, the, in Friday's video, he made a really good point that, you know, it takes a lot of us, a lot of us who are setting up a new reef tank or, or thinking about a reef tank, uh, by the time that it takes you to, like, plan out your reef, you know, find your tank, get your equipment put together, find out where it's going to go, put your stand, your lights, you know, get all this stuff together. Uh, that's the perfect time to throw rock into a brute trash can. You might as well get the rock first, get it going. So by the time that you piece the whole thing together, you're ready to go and drop the, uh, drop the rock in. It's already been sitting there for, you know, couple months, few months on end. Uh, the only thing that I would say that you'd probably have to watch out or that you're going to watch out for is again the brown, the ugly brown when you get lights into the water, into the tank. But for the most part, stuff cycled, ready to go. Yeah, you know, the only thing I'd say uh, to add on to that is when you're cycling in a tank, you can't just like throw, you know, rock in salt water and expect magic to happen. Yeah. Like it needs a food source. So should throw some food in there of whatever kind. Uh, somebody asked me a couple of different questions. One, they asked why I suggested in that video to use like a whole like, you know, human type, you know, cocktail shrimp. Oh, yeah. Uh, that is, uh, you know, fresh, not, not cooked. And uh, versus like throwing, you know, some cubes of fish food or something in there. And the way that I looked at it, it was just like basically it's time release, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm just looking for something that's going to sit in the bottom of that bin and decay over time, you know. Yeah. Uh, you could use anything you wanted. Uh, you could use, a, you know, pellet food. You could use a krill or whatever you wanted to use. But I'm just looking for something that over the course of that month is going to continue to break down and I don't have to worry about adding more. Mm -hmm. And, you know, maybe it'll take a, two weeks for it to break down. Maybe it'll take three. But if it does completely break down, I'll probably throw another one in. Uh, and that's why it's a big thing. Also, somebody asked the difference between, you know, cycling it straight up with, uh, like, ammonia. Uh, I know Dr. Tim's has, a, like, a, an ammonia oh, cycle yeah. program. Yeah. And open and honest, man, like that just sounds like too much work for me. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, I just don't want to dose uh, small amounts of ammonia for four months. Yeah. Uh, it's insane. So uh, what I would do is definitely 
add, let's just throw some kind of time release organic material that's going to decay in the tank over time. Yeah. Uh, for me, shrimp was just perfect. Yeah. All right. Uh, up on YouTube, should uh, should he add the should they add the ceramic media to the brute trash can with the rock? Yeah. I mean, uh, again, Josh makes a, a point in the in Friday's video where he said. You know, start, they try to start with all the rock that they're going to have, and that doesn't just mean, I mean, not necessarily just rock. If you plan on using, like, ceramic media for more surface area, uh, add that in, too, because, I mean, all of it's going to end up, you know, coated and, and colonized with bacteria. So use whatever you're going to use first, and go ahead and get that cycling. I'm going to go ahead and tell you, like, I, I just really like the way, I asked Josh to, like, you know, we talked endlessly, man, they flew up here, we flew down there, mm -hmm. we talked on the phone, all this stuff, and really tried to get the, you know, things, you know, married together and the, where we find the most success. And I just got to say, I really, really appreciated his vantage point and what a cycle looked like. So yeah. in that video, you probably saw, I mean, I put it down exactly what he said. He put together an email for me, and I'm like, I can't paraphrase this. This is just perfect. Yeah. You know, so... Uh, from my vantage point, one of the most intelligent things I think I've ever heard in this whole hobby, and sometimes they're just really simple things, but it's like, well, of course, why didn't I think about it this way? <laughs> you know, and the tank just isn't about getting the tanks ready for fish. I want a showstopper, like, SPS tank, man. You know, I just want a whole lot of corals in this thing. It ain't about making sure my fish don't die. You know, that's step one. You know, <laughs> uh, what I'm trying to do, man, is make an environment where, you know, uh, corals will thrive and grow. And the statement that he said that really just rung true to me was, hey, you know, we look for, you know, calcareous algae like coralline algae to grow. Mm -hmm. And if coralline algae can lay down a bicarbonate base, uh, I see no reason as to why, you know, an SPS coral or anything else like it can't thrive in that same environment. Mm -hmm. And like, bing, you know, like, oh, well, of course, yeah. you know, that is the smartest thing I've ever heard. Maybe I don't want to wait that long, but I would be smart if I did, <laughs> you know. Uh, and so if you're really, like, you know, this isn't your first tank and, uh, you know, I'm just, like, racing for the gate. I just need to put corals in as fast as possible. Mm -hmm. If what I'm going to do is put a lot of coral in this thing, which ain't cheap, you know, and I'm taking care of animals in my tank, uh, is uh, the best thing I could probably do is wait for the coralline algae to grow, and it is a best sign of anything else in the whole tank that your tank is ready to support corals. Uh, so, as a, if I, I could take like maybe one thing away from this whole series so far, it's that your tank is ready for corals when coralline algae is growing. Ah. Uh, so, I don't know. Okay, well, then I'm going to challenge you with this next question. And down here, as, who is it? Uh, Kazi is asking, why do people want coralline algae? I wish mine would go away. <laughs> well, I mean, that's an interesting question. Why do people want it? I mean, uh, I, I, I guess it, it is a sign of a healthy tank. Maybe. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, I'd say it's a coralline algae is a sign that, you know, everything in your tank is thriving and growing rapidly. It, you know, especially with, you know, dry rock, it will cover it up and turn it from white to uh, purple. Mm. Uh, but I'll agree. It covers all up your pumps and everything and makes you clean them all the time. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, you know, sometimes uh, you may not want it on the back of your tank. I, I don't know. But there are definitely things about coralline algae maybe aesthetically, like, uh, not oh, yeah. awesome. But 
and generally almost everybody wants their tank to be the rock to be purple so i think uh adding that core again when you get that coralline algae on the rock if in my experiences it helps uh i have less algae growth in the spaces in the places on the rock that don't have that have coralline algae versus the spots that don't and are still bone white so i mean i've had tufts of algae come in into those places so maybe that's part of it too but i think uh aesthetically i just like purple look yeah. I'm with everybody else in that. There's one in here. Uh, can you start dosing calcium and alkalinity and magnesium during the cycle, or is it just a waste? Mm. So find out what your levels are and maintain them. And that's specific. Uh, the, the best advice I can give to anyone who wants to grow coralline algae in their tank is maintain alkalinity. Mm. Maintain alkalinity. <laughs> like, uh, really, man, pH as well. So, you know, one of the things that, you know, I noticed initially, like a long time ago, is people who dose Kelkwasser tend to grow coralline algae a lot better than almost everybody else. Mm. And like that isn't like a universally true statement or anything, but it was just like accurate often enough they started paying attention. And you know, it's not like Kelkwasser is some magic thing. You know, it just elevates the pH and is part of maintaining calcium and alkalinity tank. And sometimes alkalinity even creeps up, uh, you know, with that kind of balance, supposedly balanced solution. Uh, sometimes one is a little out of balance with the other. So, you know, uh, if you really, really, I would say start maintaining calcium and alkalinity immediately. It may not take much. And you may only need to add it, uh, you know, every little bit by hand once a week maybe. It's possible. But coralline algae will actually uptake calcium and alkalinity. Healthy, fast-growing coralline algae will uptake calcium and alkalinity a lot faster than you might think. Hmm. So, you know, I, I, I would definitely maintain that prior to, as soon as you turn the, I mean, really even before I turn the lights on. Another one is that people ask all the time and where to get, you know, coralline algae from. Ah, true, yeah. I saw some Helix bottle that people buy, uh, you know, recently. I bet yeah. you that is going to start to be more popular, that kind of thing. Hmm. Uh, but really, I just go scrape it off of a tank somewhere, buy one piece of rock. And I find the best thing you can do is don't, like, just set the piece of rock in the tank somewhere and hope that the spores get out. They will eventually. But it's really kind of like chisel uh, some of it off and crumble it up. Obviously, you're gonna to try to pick a piece of rock that like doesn't have a lot of pests or anything on it. Uh, and here, you know, this tank has aptasia in it, you know, but I'm I'm fairly confident that when I broke a piece of the sheet off of the back that there isn't aptasia in it. That doesn't mean it's not true for sure, but I was confident <laughs> enough that I crumbled it up and put it in the tank, and I'll probably do it again. Uh, and I might get something from it, but like, there's no. All we can do is reduce it, you know, and maybe the little bottles of spores or something are, are even better. I, I don't know, but probably, that, probably a popular feature for people or people or popular products for people who don't aren't around any other reefers because there's places like that where you can't find like, where do I get a rock or purple rock? I mean, you, you can get it on a, a coral plug and stuff like that, too, if you buy like mm. a piece of coral and scrape it off of that. But. Now, if it's hit or miss, I'd probably shoot for one of those bottles to try it out. Yeah, you know what? I, I, you know, one of the things I think is missing from the whole aquarium, you know, market in general is like a startup kit. You know, like nah. you know, here's your bacteria, here's your coralline algae. You know, here's the things you need to be successful with your tank. You know, here's a couple of solutions for common problems you're probably going to run into. Hmm. You know, and like a little documented process and how to handle them. You know, we're obviously trying to do that with our hybrid videos and stuff. But you know, some people just really appreciate a little, a little like kit. Here's all the things you need. Yeah. I don't have to go looking for it. You know, That's so true. that'd be awesome. Yeah. All right. 
Uh, thoughts on running carbon during the cycle? Yep. Uh, like uh, for me, especially going to throw a shrimp in there, one hundred percent, because it's going to stink, man. <laughs> uh, you know, so I would personally run carbon uh, just because I don't want the you know decaying food. Mm. It, it's kind of a different process when the stuff is decaying in there than it is like when a fish eats it and you know poos it out. Mm. So like uh, I mean, it's similar, but. The, definitely in a new tank, for whatever reason, that shrimp tends to smell pretty bad. So uh, I would run carbon personally, uh, but that's my, my, my vantage point. Yeah. Uh, what percentage water change should you do once the cycle is finished? Mm. So I, I th if I remember your video right, because I watched you on two times speed. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I mean, you had mentioned something about starting uh, you know, water changes or start – you had mentioned something along the lines of the, the things that you're going to use for maintenance, like running a skimmer or, you know, biological filtration, things like that. You know, start it from the outset of the tank during the cycle. Um, water changes, the same thing, 10%. Uh, to, can we be honest here? Mm. We haven't done uh, water change on, the, we are on the, uh, the big tank yet. Oh, I think we did do one. Do, uh, oh, you might have. Yeah, but I'm going to start doing them soon as we put the fish in it for sure. Yeah. Right? So, yeah, but I don't I don't think we – we don't have it on at 10% right not now. Not yet. No, no, not yet. But, but, yeah. So when would you – how big of a water change would you do once the cycle's finished? Or do you do them during the cycle? Or? So I think, you know, this is my opinion, uh, uh, I guess, and it's just opinion. And you see people, you know, debate this thing kind of endlessly. Do I do water changes during the cycle? Do I run my skimmer? Do I do all that kind of stuff? Yeah. And in the end – like, uh, I wouldn't be like doing 50% water changes because, like, you know, most of it's like, oh, you're gonna, you know, take out the beneficial bacteria, like, you know, blah, blah, blah. And you're gonna, you know, take out the ammonia and then it won't cycle or whatnot. And, like, those things are true, but if like 90% of it's still there, uh, I don't think you really did anything negative. And, you know, for me, like specific to the water change thing, as soon as I start putting food in regularly, I, it's time to A, make sure that I don't start the tank with super high nitrate and phosphate in the yeah. tank. That doesn't make any sense. Uh, like turn the lights on and I already got high nitrate and phosphate, bad news. Yeah. You know, second thing is, is like, man, like, especially if you're, you know, somewhat new to this or even intermediate, like, I mean, your maintenance rhythm is probably the most important thing to the first two years of your tank. Mm. After two years, three, four years, we can all probably get a little bit lazier than we used to be. Uh, because the tank's just super stable. Yeah. There's so much coral uh, biomass uptake of nutrients. You know, there's so much microfauna and stuff in there. Just like it doesn't matter as much. But in the first two years of a tank, man, maintenance is one of the few things that like really define whether or not you're going to be in the hobby for a year or you're going to be in it for ten. You know, and so you might as well just start doing your ten percent water changes the moment you add those fish to the tank uh, or any you know food regular food source and get used to the fact that I'm going to do it this way. And you can have different water changes. I'm just going to say now that, like, I have definitely seen enough people and enough success here that if I could say one thing universally, it is small 10% weekly water changes are part of a lot, a lot, a lot of people's success. Yeah, Not the only way to do it, but, like, a lot of people's success. Mm -hmm. So I would just start doing that from the beginning. I also let my tank cycle around the filtration that's in there, the skimmer, the whatever. The exception of uh, I don't want the skimmer on when I dump bacteria products in because I'll probably just skim them right out. But you know most of those things are going to populate on the surface and it's not in the water column mm -hmm. anyway. So uh, that's what I would personally do. 
get my maintenance rhythm part of the beginning of the tank, not wait till some point after. And the advantages of doing that versus the tiny amount of bacteria or ammonia you're going to export, I think, are greatly outweighed. Hmm. Yeah. All right. Long-term question. If your live rock gets totally encrusted with coral and coralline, is it still viable as a biological filter, or will more, more methods in the sump be necessary? So basically, he's wanting to know if uh, you start to clog up the pores of the rock as it gets encrusted, which probably, yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, I guess I don't really know. I mean, <laughs> does does a core, does a bacteria live, live on the, the surface yeah. on the coralline? Yeah, uh, you know, I, uh, I don't know whether that populates. But like, I I will say, I, I think it's kind of I say I've heard that conversation before, mm. and I think it's kind of a moot point because there's so much surface area, you know, especially in a sand tank, which is most of them. Mm. Uh, there's so much surface area, even just on the glass and the rock and in the sump or anything you might have in the sump, uh, those filtration blocks or you know the ceramic media blocks. I, I have never ever seen a tank with awesome, awesome coralline coverage be the cause of an issue down the road. <laughs> so, like, it's an interesting thought process. Yeah. I just don't think it actually materializes in uh, a real issue, especially because it's only going to be on, you know, surfaces of the rock where light hits it. And so anything, underneath, you know, underneath yeah, it, true. you know, most of, like the reef saver rocks mm. and stuff have a lot of holes that go through them. Uh, in the back, man, like, I would not be something that I would concern myself with. And any time that I have a concern about not enough biological filtration in the tank itself, knee-jerk for me is use a ceramic media in the sump uh, in a decent uh, flow area, and I am at that point, like, not concerned ever again. All right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, would you ever concern using natural seawater or just stick with synthetic salt mix? You know, uh, that's a little different than today's topic, but you know what, uh, to me, is uh, there's lots of people that go collect water out of the ocean uh, and they see good results with it. And specifically, if you're collecting it from a place that has a lot of, you know, coral grown in that area, man, like, no-brainer, I, I guess. You know, the big thing will be, like, time and stuff, man. Like, am I going to drive down to try to find a, you know, place where I can enter the ocean that isn't near, like, major freeways and, like, petroleum and, like, oil and stuff that flushes off the road in there and suntan oil and all that stuff. It's, like, anytime I have an issue, is going to be on my mind for sure. So i got to find a location, and then I have to, like, go get a whole bunch of buckets and drive down to the ocean and pick it up and drive it back. Versus, uh, you know, 60 bucks or whatever, or 70 bucks for a bucket of salt. Mm. I don't know. You equate my time and gas and stuff. I would do it if I thought it produced better results. I wouldn't do it to save money because uh, <laughs> I don't think it's going to save any money. Yeah. Uh, I, time I, and effort. And yeah. ga- I, like fuel driving yeah. back and uh, forth. And, you know, I just I don't – it's going to save very little money. And, you know, so if I thought it was going to produce better results, you know, like especially if we can pull it from a place that has like actively growing healthy corals, I would presume better than a synthetic <laughs> salt mix, you know, for sure. Uh, you know, uh, you know the naysayers out there probably say you gotta like filter it or send it through UV yeah. so you don't get like funky, uh, you know, uh, oh, yeah, pests or something path- in there. Yeah, but yeah. like uh, in reality, uh, I'd probably run it through carbon or something. But I, I personally wouldn't use UV, I guess. I've never lived near the ocean uh, to be able to do that. We, <laughs> we don't have that in Minnesota, so that's not an option for me. Yeah. But yes, 
but don't do it for the right reasons. Uh, don't do it because you can save money because yeah. it's going to be real minimal. I like this uh, this one up here. Does does the same four do reefer by faith? Does the same four month cycle go for a coral QT? Uh, you know, probably I, I would say I wouldn't uh, probably wait not spend four months because QT for coral or any QT is your it's different from your goal from your display tank. Like my goal for my display tank is long term years and years. I want this thing to look awesome. Uh, you know, I'm planning this in this tank around four or five plus m more years down the road. In which case, uh, you know, I want to give it the best leg up as possible. You know, if I'm QT and some corals or some fish for 30 days, 60 days, my my goal is a little different. Uh, for fish QT, my goal is to keep ammonia down. You know, keep the water, you know, the, keep some bacteria in there, or c continue with water changes if I'm not going to, you know, have a sponge filter or something like that. Uh, but keep the ammonia down so that the fish can live, and then you know if uh, if I need to dose like preventative Prozipro or maybe some Coopermine or something like that, that my QT can uh, can support the oxygen loss that comes with some of those medications a lot of times. So different goal than what I would be doing here, coral wise, uh, probably less personally probably less important for me to worry about ammonia too much. You can almost like put salt water in a tank and drop your coral frag plugs and stuff in there and they'd be fine. But uh, I'm not in there to keep them long term. I'm not in there to keep them multiple years. I'm in there to watch, observe, uh, make sure that they're doing healthy and then tr end up transferring them in here. So uh, maybe not four months. You could probably, you know, I don't know, go with the standard month cycle or something like that. I'd, I'd go through like the, the cycle. Personally, I would go through the cycle that we're all uh, familiar with maybe like that month or some watch some ammonia spike. So I'd say that like, you know, it kind of depends on your goals, yeah. right? Like, so what is a coral, you know, QT? You know, I mean, you're gonna you're next level reefer if you're doing this, uh, mm. you know, and like especially if you're doing it right, uh, in a way that's actually gonna keep you know pests and stuff out of your tank, man. Because in reality, man, like with a fish, uh, there's a lot of different things that you can treat, uh, you know, proactively mm. or reactively, uh, and you know, do different things to make sure your you know fish are healthy. With a coral, man, like, I'm kind of going to watch it for a pretty long time. You know, if I got, especially I got, like, you know, say I got, you know, a lot, a lot of money invested in acros, and oh, I sure. decided I'm going to protect this thing with a, a quarantine tank for, you know, corals. Man, I, I need to show signs that this thing isn't getting eaten, you know, by pests for a really mm. long time before I'm willing to put it in the tank. And if I show any signs of that stuff, Actually, what I got to do is, uh, I mean, you could maybe treat for some of that stuff, but really tear the damn tank down now. <laughs> you know, like uh, if I thought I had uh, acro-eating flatworms in my quarantine tank, you know, it's time to hit the doomsday button. You know, I mean, not necessarily. <laughs> no. If you had two corals, it probably is, like two little frags that aren't, uh, you know, fortune. Mm. Uh, if the thing's filled with it, uh, we're going to try to treat him, you know, but like... The reality of you know being absolutely certain once you know you had it, pretty low. Uh, and so you know I don't know, but in terms of like how long you need to cycle those things, I think in that you know kind of frame of mind, man, like a lot of people are gonna keep them cycled all the time. All the time. That's, uh, yeah. Good you know? point. That's what I did too. Yeah. And I, the goal here is reduce mortalities. You know, like I and a, a mortality with a you know a one stick is probably you know anywhere from sixty to a hundred bucks sometimes. Yeah. You know, so uh, like 
I, I want to limit that. And so, you know, the better the cycle process, the better the effort put in it, the fewer mortalities, uh, almost certainly. So, uh, you know, some of the things, though, you know, there's probably ways to, you know, keep the tank cycled better and, and maybe not have to restart completely if you saw a, a pest, but it's going to be risky from that point on. Mm. All right, what else we got here? Uh, Four-month cycle for an LPS and softy tank. Uh, I mean, you, I'll let you go first, man. Um, I mean, Ryan touched on it br uh, briefly in the video, but I think in some of the comments, too, we already ta we talked about it as well. Um, probably, for, for me personally, like, uh, my, I'm a stickhead, so these encrusting corals really mean a lot to me to sort of provide the best environment for them. The four-month cycle sounds, you know, perfect. Uh, Ryan's, you know, Ryan's take and, and Josh's take on... Uh, being able to grow calcareous algae and the uptake, uh, I mean, LPS, they build skeletal structure using, you know, same carbonates and stuff like that. So probably more so, uh, probably more so I'd be concerned about that with LPS. And I mean, I've had softies, that, uh, I've had tanks that have only cycled for the month. You know, I wait for that ammonia to go down. I wait for nitrides to disappear if you can even read them, if you catch the, you know, catch them at all. And then put corals like LPS and softies in there and no problem at all. So I've been in that realm of being successful in a short period of time to enough to say that for me, I, I don't have to go through a four-month cycle. I wouldn't go through a four-month cycle. Probably if I was just focusing on a softy tank only, maybe with some LPS in there. Uh, if it was an SPS tank, I, mean, I would absolutely do a four-month cycle. But You know, I, I'll just say this, I guess, man. Once you get past your first tank, it doesn't matter how yeah, long you wait. Yeah, the longer the cycle, then the better. Mm. So uh, I guess I got two pieces on this. Uh, so the longer the cycle, the better. You know, you, it doesn't matter what, what you're doing. You're like, one of them is I need to keep the corals alive, you know. And I can't tell you, like, what the magic reason is that SPS, like, like don't like, seem to like new tanks mm -hmm. as much. Uh, but... And I, I don't think it's flow. I got just fine flow. I don't think it's uh, ammonia that that's handled. I don't think it's calcium alkalinity or magnesium like yeah. that's handled. Lighting. And, like, I don't think it's lighting, you know. And, uh, you know, after even two months, there's enough, you know, nutrients in these things usually that I don't think that's probably that either. Hmm. So I don't know what it is. But they're, as like I'd uh, say, near universally agreed that, you know, they do better in more established, stable tanks. And I don't know what the mystery is. But mm. with uh, the LPS and softy tanks, you know, less true, man. They just seem to be okay. More adaptive, maybe? Yeah, I don't know. They just are less sensitive, uh, yeah. you know, to whatever it might be. Yeah. And so, you know... The thing I guess I'd say, though, is it's half about, you know, limiting mortalities with the corals and half about trying to avoid, you know, pests and as much of the ugly, uh, ugly stage of the rock as possible, right? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, all those advantages would apply to any tank, you know, even fish-only tank it almost applies to, you know. So, uh, you know, once, especially once you turn the lights on. So, you know... I just find, like, even when you ask the question, like, can I do it faster? Yep. The, just the chances just go down and down. Every time I ans ask, answer a question like that, the chances of success just went down some. Mm -hmm. You know, it doesn't mean they won't. I mean, we've all set up super, super fast tanks here, you know, and been successful with all of them, or not all of them, most of them. Uh, and most of my tanks, open and honest, were not four months. But the ones that are? Well, I think universally successful. Mm -hmm. So, you know, like, just 
is the time worth the you know reduction in results? Uh, and that's a personal question, I guess. Yeah. All right, I got five minutes here. Uh, uh, cycle questions. Hope we can get a couple more in here. Let's see. What else we got? If you're going to cure dry rock in a container a couple weeks, months before you put it in the tank, should I add bacterial supplement to that container? I mean, uh, it seems like no matter what you do to prevent it, you can't prevent it. Bacteria will probably will grow on the surfaces of the rock. So you could very well put rock in the, in a salt water heated and then come back and magically you know bacteria shows up somewhere. Uh, but if you want to, you know, if you, you're looking to, I, I think I've set up like when I first started, I set up tanks without putting bacterial, you know, stuff in there, and probably have been fine. There's a, how do you measure, you know, the bacterial colony size other than how how it uh, removes ammonia. But I don't think I'll start a tank now without putting bacterial supplement because I mean you're just giving everything a boost, a leg up right off the bat, uh, which may cut time in the entire cycle process in the long run. Uh, but if, if we're still shooting for four months, if we're still shooting for these key things, uh, well, maybe you don't have to, but I personally would. I, sh I throw bacteria in every time. Yeah, you know what? Uh, I guess I, one part he said mentioned there is make sure there's some flow and heated in, in that water. The heat will probably matter the most. But, you know, having a starter culture in there and some kind of food source for it, like, way better than not, right? Uh, you know, and... You know, one of the things I'd like to get to, we got like four minutes left here, is to talk a little bit about those those bacteria products. Because, like, I don't think it's, like, argued anymore whether or not they're effective at, you know, removing uh, or processing ammonia in the tank. I think that's kind of universally agreed works and much faster than if you just kind of, like, left it alone. You're right. It would appear out of the thin air, presumably, or maybe in the fish's uh, feces or yeah. something. Yeah. Man, I don't know. But, like, uh, it, it always the tanks always get cycled, you know. It's, you know, more can I do it faster, but, like, you know, there's, like, bacteria that just process ammonia yeah. and nitrite and, nit and nitrate. And then, you know, a lot of these bottles, like, have all kinds of different bacterias, you know. And one of the questions you get a lot is, like, you know, are they valuable? What do they do in the tank? And to be honest, man, I, I really don't know, uh, you know. And, you know, the presumption here is, you know, beneficial, right? Mm -hmm. And they're going to help you fight off cyano and dianos and diatoms if they, you know, find the beneficial balance of these bacterias and stuff in the tank. And, I, I mean, I just like to say it how it is sometimes, you know. Like, you know, we get, you know, offered so many snake oils and elixirs in our lives not just in reefing man but like oh yeah you know i'm gonna send you some mind juice you're gonna never <laughs> ever forget anything ever again and here's a perfect muscle juice and you know yeah. like all these things man you never know and some of them probably work you know you just but i like i would never try because i've seen so many garbage products out there right <laughs> So it's easy, like with the bacteria, like I'll never really know exactly what happened or didn't happen with this thing, so it's kind of easy. And my only thing here, man, is luckily most of them are pretty inexpensive, so it's not like you're selling your house to decide whether or not you're going to use this thing. Not true. And so at some point, man, I just need to, like, trust, you know, a particular vendor that, you know, like what they want is success for my reef tank and, uh, you know, most of their product line uh, has produced that kind of thing for me. I don't see uh, a lot of uh, shilly products in there, and so I just believe that it works, you know. Mm. And so, you know, I, I don't know. You know, and like our experience with uh, Dr. Tim's uh, Waste Away, it's really not clear. But I used those gel things, and boom, man, my cyano went away. 
but it didn't work in the next one. And it was so instantaneous, man, for me, I really felt like it actually worked. And it didn't do it in the next one, and I haven't done a third, but I'd like to. Uh, and so I don't think there's a real answer, man, other than, like, uh, I don't think they do any harm. And if I had to bet on something, they probably help. Mm -hmm. And, you know, this won't be, like, peer-reviewed study or anything, but, like, one of the things I'd like to do as we come back through all these episodes, you know, we're going to produce the whole, you know, hybrid method and take some of these topics, man, that, you know, like, we want to challenge, man, and really dive into it and like, see how helpful they are and then use BRS-TV Investigates to do that. And so, you know, like... Maybe we take uh, three brand or six brand new tanks. Two of them, man, no bacteria product at all. Mm -hmm. Throw some senis in there. Monitor all of the uh, ammonia levels in in that thing. How long it takes to cycle. Blah blah blah. Mm -hmm. And then two of them, maybe we'll throw some Microbacter Seven in there. See how long the cycle happens. But we'll also turn on the lights, you know, at some point and see like, is there a difference, you know, between whether or not this thing grows algae or cyano? And again, in dual tanks, so like. It won't prove anything but definitively, but like if two of these are riddled in algae and two of them uh, are riddled in cyano and these two aren't, well, uh, I mean, I'm learning something for sure. Especially if I got two more, man, where we, you know, go mad scientist on it and like crack some Prodibio in there. <laughs> we pour in some one and only. We throw in some Microbacter uh, and, you know, really, you know, see... You know, what if we really expand the amount of beneficial bacteria in there? Does it have a, you know, reproducible result by reproducible being these two tanks here versus none? And so I can't tell you yet, you know, whether or not I can tell you almost for certain that the one that doesn't get any of this will take longer to process ammonia. I could, I could say that almost for certain. Mm -hmm. The other two, I will probably process ammonia like that. It'd be not, uh, not an issue from the beginning. But will they help avoid some of the new tank syndromes or ugly phases of the tank? You know, I don't really know. And uh, I guess we'll find out. You know, we're at 301, and uh, I think we've got to close it up here. So, uh, yeah. you know, I'll just say, man, again, uh, thanks, everybody, for being part of the Ask Beers TV thing on Facebook. I'm, I'm looking forward, uh, forward to some of the new changes that we're making over there and uh, growing that community. It'll be super fun. But also looking forward to, guess what, like at the beginning of every episode. Yeah. Hey, so while you guys filtered in, or while you guys filtered in today, we are kind of going with that stuff we did on Black Friday, giving away orders and shopping carts to preferred reefers. So, uh, you know, sign up to be a preferred reefer. We told you how to do it. We hit the, hit you with that on Black Friday. But sign up, and like we had two winners today. So uh, I just got bored with the five-minute rolling. Yeah. So we might as well give stuff away during yeah, the first five sure. minutes uh, and have some fun with it. Uh, let everybody get roll in. So if you want to get either your shopping cart or your uh, order for free in the last 30 days, yeah. all you got to do is hit the preferred reefer button in the footer uh, or on a product page. So, all right. Cool. Yep. Uh, we'll see you uh, next. Hey, this Friday. Actually, uh, it isn't a hybrid series. Uh, it is going to be that uh, out of popular demand. The uh, new Kessel X360 uh, uh, lighting, you know, full investigates uh, episode. So, uh, yeah, I mean, like boring is all hell. But really, uh, <laughs> you know, interesting to see. You know, I really try to get past the bullet points and the packaging and whatever the manufacturer wants to say about itself and show you legit tested results. And so you can use that information to achieve whatever goal you want to. All right. Yeah. So I'll see you on Friday. Yeah. We'll see you guys on Monday again for one of these. All right. Take care, see guys. You